quick programming note. Uh, you may have noticed that we were off last week. That was due to a hard drive failure that somehow also lost our holiday episode. So instead, here's just a really good episode, and we'll have a bunch of new episodes in the new year. Thanks. Welcome to Break a Wish, the podcast where all your dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic consequences. I'm your host, Maddox Campbell. On each show, we take a magic wish and try to come up with the perfect ironic cost. The idea is that knowing the wish's cost, it'd still be a tough call whether you take that wish or not. Previously, we had, you eliminate all current plastic waste from the world, but you can never use plastic again without it suddenly disappearing. Though many pointed out that plastic was necessary for their chosen career, after everything, it split the audience. Final score, 50-50 on Twitter, 50-50 on Facebook. This week's wish comes from Lonely Potato Lover, who said, I wish for a dog that never dies. Which, if you're worried, goes sad. Let me just promise you my guests and I keep it very light. I sit down with Kat Letwin and Gavin Pounds to play fetch. Forever. All right, we got a new wish coming in, but first, let's meet who we're breaking it down with. We've got Gavin Pounds. Hello. And Kat Lowen. Hi. And the wish we're breaking down this time is, I wish I had a dog that never dies, which starts from like a sweet place of like a, an immortal childhood wish mm-hmm. for like an immortal dog. And I feel like we're going to spin this one out of control. Yeah, man. I mean, like I've seen an interview with a vampire, like it. It can't end well. So you're assuming this dog is also a vampire? Or no, is that no, just, no. Okay. I'm just saying like, you know, with these themes of like immortality, never dying, I'm thinking specifically of um, Kirsten Dunst's character who was like turned into a vampire as a child and then has to deal with like living a literal eternity in a child's body, never being yeah. able to grow. What like, movie? Oh. Is this a movie or is yeah. this an, an imagine? This is a movie. <laughs> Where Kirsten Dunst. Uh, this, this is a movie cow. that appears only in my mind. What is the movie? <laughs> Interview with a Vampire. Ah, uh, okay. Have you not seen it then? I've never even heard of it. Oh, okay. I'll do you one better. It's based on the Anne Rice book. Uh, she wrote uh, a series yeah. of uh, uh, like highly erotically charged, basically gay vampire novels. I mean, it sounds hot. It's a bunch. It's a bunch of moody vampires. Yeah. Okay. I was really into it as a teen. I do feel like there's no there's no movie or TV or media that has a vampire that is immortal and he just and he or she is just like yeah going well. It's always like, I hate this. Like, no no immortal vampires like, yeah, it's been good so far. Honestly, like, past, uh, like, 300 years, total blur. But, you know, just like, I got a house. Um, yeah, sometimes. I got a house. <laughs> you know, real, like, I've been flipping out. Like, real estate market's been great for me. Um, yeah. But I, I can't think of that many actual cases of immortal, like, dogs. Again, like, Fair. a lot of the problems that hit immortal humans are like existential dread, you know, being sad about, you know, all these long memories, all this complicated nuance to your existence. Dogs are like ball. Nice. Awesome. Food. Trees. That's true. Trees, trees, trees. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you're right. That's, that's a very, very good point. So you'll note even like a 13 year old dog has, it's, it's, it has a dimmer view of the world than that the dog you're talking. Like, it's it'll true. Be that like, is like puppy yeah, vision. Ball, yeah. I know, right? It'll be like lying in the corner, be like, yeah, I know. It's yeah, a ball. I catch it. I bring it yeah. back. I get it. And then what? <laughs> they still seem kind of jazzed to do it, but just not, not 
Not the same like wonder. They're You're still right. like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Well, maybe part of that though too is just natural like decay of flesh and and the body. Like the dog is getting older, so it, you know its joints don't work quite as well. Yeah. It's just slower. Um, yeah, and I think if we're gonna do a dog that never dies, we have to keep it in perfect health as well. We yeah, otherwise it's this is just sad this, story. Is, this goes tragic real fast. <laughs> Hit by one car and it's like a limping dog forever now. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's a no. dog that drags its body with one pog <laughs> along the ground. Like, nobody <laughs> for, wants for that. eternity. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it is clearly a horror story as soon as anything goes wrong. So no, this is a dog that. Yeah, like, like its teeth are totally like <laughs> fucked. Like yeah. it can't eat food properly, but no. it also can't die, so it's always hungry. Oh uh, no, this is like a Wolverine dog. It heals real fast. <laughs> Whatever you do to it, does not it matter. And its skeleton is adamantium. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Just throw that in there. Have you met my dog, Tuck Everlasting? <laughs> <laughs> you try to pick up he's, your dog. He's real heavy. He's so sad. <laughs> All right, you know what we should probably do to, to, to get this a little more grounded in our vision? Because I'm just picking up random plutonic dog in my mind. Okay. If you were going to get an immortal dog, mm. what breed of dog would you get? That's a good question. And you saw I will not go first. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like how you said that's a good... And then you just like uh, stared at no, me. because yeah. I was thinking. Um, yeah. See, my... I, I guess like the first one I went to was Husky. Uh, I mean, they are like... They're quite a bit to handle. Um, obviously, like this is why they make excellent sled dogs. Mm-hmm. Because they have so much energy. They can go for long distances. They do require constant uh, like uh, stimulation. So like uh, you really have to know what you're doing with a Husky. And also like make sure that, you know... Uh, when when you're training it, that you're the one in charge. Otherwise, it just goes uh, blananers. They're so pretty. So the te- technical term. The technical term yeah. is blananers. <laughs> um, but they're oh, they're gorgeous dogs. Uh, so I think yeah, uh, I feel like a husky would get quite a bit out of immortality. Um, although, where do you go once you've run all over the world? Uh, you know, another world. I mean, it's forever. Another this dog world. can go to space. This can be a space doggy. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Like Soviet <laughs> styles, except it survives yeah, the journey. Yeah. Even if the rocket explodes, just a day later, it comes like pouncing back. Can you imagine? With like, like some scrap in its mouth, like it's a gift for you. <laughs> like if, if Laika was that immortal dog, like it's still in space. It's just in orbit around oh, Earth now right that's now. that's horror story again. No, 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 no. But it's having a great time. It's playing with like all of the junk and the satellites that are also caught in Earth's gravitational pull. I guess, yeah. If you threw one squeaky toy in there with the shuttle that it got sent up and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think a space husky dog. That's, that's what I'm going for. Uh, I like huskies, too, because, again, like they're the ones that are closest to wolves, right? Like, mm. And wolf is the is just like a cooler dog, yeah. basically. I mean, you put a wolf and a pug together. What do you got? A rom-com. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not. The wolf would eat that dog. Yeah, for sure. Episode one. All right. I, wolf I, eats dog. Wolf I def- eats pug. I definitely want a dog of about that size, too. Like that medium-sized yeah. dog. Maybe a golden retriever would be okay. It would be interesting, though, if you got like like a, a Mastiff or a Great Dane, which uh, those are dogs with much shorter lifespans, and you gave it immortality, because normally they only live until like nine mm. or ten. Yeah, oh. they wouldn't know what to do with themselves. No. <laughs> like, Usually I'm dead by now. It's <laughs> like, like a Mr. Beastie situation. <laughs> You think they're counting off the days? Like, oh, that's right. I soon, definitely should soon. be dead. <laughs> For, I, th- I I don't know about a, a, a um I don't know about a breed, but I agree that a medium to large sized dog is the best one for, to live forever because I feel like if they're going to live forever, eventually they're going to become very stoic, and I can't imagine a small like a Chihuahua who's super stoic. It just doesn't work for me. Ooh. Where I'd be like like I can't look at a Chihuahua and be like, hey, look at that wisdom. You know, it's like <laughs> I would always have to be a larger dog. So if I'm going to attribute that uh, that wisdom of living. Uh, experience 
that wisdom from having so much experience for me, just a little dog would not, would not work. I'm going to, I'm going to make the argument from what I think that perspective might be just because I feel like that perspective should be represented. Why someone might want a small dog Mm. would be, I feel like if you're taking this wish, it's because you want constant companionship, right? Like you're one of those, you want a needy pet that loves you at all times and you want it with you at all times. And a small dog is one that you could like put in a little handbag carry with you everywhere whereas True. bigger dogs you could hide it under a hat hide it under your hat junk. you could have a very small dog under a very large hat and <laughs> oh, just the places you will go. You go places together so i could see like that would be a great one also like the smaller the dog the more you're worried it's gonna get itself hurt right yeah, like true. small dogs are like the ones who are most vulnerable to all the dangers of the world but yeah it's suffocate under that hat <laughs> yeah it can't it'll, it'll just get a little sleepy and then it'll wake up oh i'm great all right it won't die it's a, yeah, yeah it's an immortal dog yeah yeah i mean i i'm still feeling husky but mm-hmm. i could see that argument being i sure made. fair enough what are you settling on if I'll, I'll actually i'll go the big what's the biggest dog is it the saint bernard uh, oh that's I think a good that, question i think there are bigger like saint bernards are the ones with the the buckets of whiskey and their necks right you know what actually yeah. i take it back british bulldog Brit- oh, okay. those disgusting oh, oh, they're so milk. beefy yeah the um, ones that faces. have a hard time with them themselves <laughs> they're actually that's actually one of my that's so favorite cool. dogs Again, because they have mortality to something that doesn't want to be alive yeah. um eight they are the uh oh they're the mascot for it's one of the um college football teams in georgia and in the immortals the immortals <laughs> yeah, the, the georgia immortals <laughs> taking the field um and I I really like that breed of dog because they look like sausages. Like yeah. they're just big old beefy buds. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of have breathing problems. Uh, and for some reason, I find that rather endearing. <laughs> um, and also, they were featured quite prominently in Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Um, uh, like I just remember at one point, uh, one of the characters like walking a bunch of these English bulldogs. I'm like, I want to be that person one day. <laughs> like I want to be just casually sauntering down the streets in Savannah, Georgia, with like all these heavy breathing dogs on a leash. Yeah, that's what we all want. <laughs> Sorry, I. I think if I had a British bulldog because it's got that breathing problem, I would give it an asthma inhaler. Because you wouldn't have to worry about the medicine being bad for it because it's immortal, but it might help. I don't, would it, I mean, because it I don't doesn't know have it would, to do with like the, the actual construction of the dog, like just the way, like it's, it's, it's built, not, yeah. yeah, that like it, like uh, there's just, there's, there's too much beef. Yeah. But so asthma inhalers are basically just like steroids for your lungs though, right? Like they're low dose steroids. Oh. So if you give that it more strength to its lungs it might be able to breathe a little bit easier oh man it won't fix the problem but it might help it power through mm. i used to i used to have asthma inhalers as a kid i didn't realize i, I was doping the, yeah no you've been doping i think Jesus there's different Christ. types like there's the short-term ones and the long-term ones so, like one of them is steroids do okay. not try to go try out for major league baseball okay well i guess my afternoon's free now <laughs> no asthmatics in baseball yeah no not allowed so yeah for me british bulldog because it's probably the funniest thing oh, to okay. ever live forever it would be a british bulldog okay you okay. would also learn to skateboard like those ones on oh, on the on online have you seen those ones online oh yeah on internet yeah on internet yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, what what is the the new tricks you would teach an old dog, <laughs> <laughs> an immortally oh, old dog? Yeah. You well, teach the thing it so is, you tricks. have forever. You so have I guess I'm not I'm not immortal. No. no. So I'd have to. The first thing I'd have to teach it is how to teach itself new tricks, so that when I'm dead, <laughs> it'll still. Dog? Yeah. It's like okay, okay, you like you just sit down with the dog. It's like we're gonna learn about epistemology <laughs> today. And it's like. Okay? <laughs> 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 
yeah. <laughs> heel flip and then, and then it does like a cool skateboard trick but nice. yeah what are the new tricks I don't know I would love to see it grind I would just, love to just, see one of those British skateboard stuff, grind yeah. like are we just now training this immortal dog to be Tony Hawk essentially like yeah, we're yeah. just going full oh, Tony did Hawk did you mean tricks in general I thought you meant only like skateboard dog tricks stuff. I guess but no good skateboard <laughs> tricks are what you should like do like a heel first. flip to a manual yeah okay like nice, nice 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 uh, or any other edge cases of your immortal dog you want to bring up before we move into the cost uh, I don't know. Yeah, Gavin, got no, I, uh, I was just having fun imagining, uh, just having like with infinite amount of time, it means you can teach the dog infinite amount of, of things. Yeah. But again, the problem is we don't have an right. infinite amount of time. Right. We only have a typical human's lifespan. And of course we have to sleep. We have to eat. We have to work. Well, speak for yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I forgot that you are more machine. Now <laughs> I don't, I don't eat work, eat work or sleep. <laughs> Most importantly, I don't eat work. Um, What? Uh, I would, you know, like there are also on internet videos where it's like, that dog is driving a car and you know it's not, but what if it could? (laughs) Yeah, like a mortal dog. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's relatively simple as far as machinery is concerned, as long as you could uh, devise something where its sweet, tiny, tiny little feet could reach those pedals. You'd have to modify the pedals, I think, but then. Yeah, and you know, even though we only have a normal human's lifespan, like how long could it take to modify pedals in a steering wheel to make sure the dog can operate it? like what five years yeah, yeah the problem might be temperament because like if you see a cat run across the road in front of you you slow down you don't hit the cat a dog see a cat run in front of it on a car it's hitting that pedal as hard as it can and oh, it's going after i did it. not think this through at all <laughs> <laughs> and i would still go forward with it like i would not like i'm not actually uh, seeing any of the consequences to, to, no all, all i care is like you know can we do it so we shall i mean the dog's not going to get hurt in a car crash that dog's mortal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cat who cares about cats? <laughs> that, oh, that's right. I keep forgetting how much you hate cats. I'm, not, I'm anti-cat. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. I'm going to bring up just this, this sort of weird tangent just for the gamers among us. Mm-hmm. The thing that this reminded me of when we first start, started talking about it was uh, the Fallout series where you have a dog in like the third one, right. your dog could die. And it was frustrating because every time you throw a grenade at a baddie, it thinks you're playing fetch. And it was really frustrating because you didn't want to kill your dog. Oh, that's brilliant. But in the fourth game, they made your all your companions immortal, including your dog. And it really changed my strategy in a kind of dark way <laughs> very quickly. You go from like, I must protect my dog to send in the dog first. They can't get him. <laughs> when they're distracted, then I'll swoop in after. Oh, you know what? You raise an excellent point. This immortal dog could be turned into a super weapon oh, for yes. whatever country oh, yeah. happens to have it. Yeah. This could really turn the tides in all sorts of world wars. Just yes. imagine. Country, not my personal army. <laughs> Maddox, is there something you want to tell us? Huskies make good attack dogs, right? <laughs> uh, not as good as a skateboarding British bulldog <laughs> who's got a grenade it's launched a, in its mouth. And it's, it's a good distraction, it's yeah. skateboarding to the enemy lines just with a grenade in its mouth, just smiling. Can well, yeah, because everyone would rush over to be like, oh, that's so cool. And, oh, no. <laughs> oh, Passchendaele would have been so different. <laughs> no, the skateboard would have got stuck in the mud. <laughs> All right, so let's move over then into costs. We all want our mortal dog. Uh, what would be a fair cost for having to, to get this dog that never dies? Kat, see if you can start us off. Uh, well, uh, my immediate reaction to this wish and the cost that it could have is, like, my first thought was like, oh, great. Oh, okay. So now we're putting the emotional burden of grief, separation, and loss on the dog. Because this can be a very selfish 
wish. I mean, for anyone who's had a pet and loved them and were loved in turn and then lost them, it is. It's it it's it's grief. It's awful. It's it's hard. And the idea of having an animal that's immortal means that we get to um, you know, like sidestep that kind of grief. But that dog that lives forever knows that you're dead or or at least uh, finally understands that you're not coming back also on internet having watched videos of you know like dogs that get so excited for you know like soldiers that Mm -hmm. return home or there was um a dog in japan i think it was i want to say it was a shiba inu dog but that's only because it was taking place in japan and i mean this is my personal narrative um where i it would always wait for its owner at this one train station. And then one day the owner didn't come back because he had died. And the dog would come back at the same time every day Ugh. until the dog died. Mm. Oh, it's like Futurama. Yeah. Oh, it really? Is that, is that a thing? Yeah. There was one that when Fry gets like cryogenic to a thousand years into his future, his dog sits at the pizza shop he used to work at waiting for him. Oh, God. Oh, and yeah. And they, they do one of those like time montages where yeah. the world changes around him, but the dog stays there until it gets too old and Pat dies. It's oh. a very sad ending to an episode. Super sad, but it sounds comedy show. less sad than this because this is real life. Because this <laughs> is real life. Well, at the train station, there is a statue of that dog, um, oh. which, which is That's sweet. So it is there forever. Yeah, um, in its own way. So I just feel like, uh, yeah, I, especially because uh, a, a dog doesn't necessarily, I, I, we were talking earlier about how humans, you know, when we talk about like immortal stories for us, we have this kind of existential dread and, oh, the horrible things that we have to go through. Oh, dear. Um, a dog still is going through that, but it also doesn't have the intellectual capacity to, to analyze it or to maybe turn it into something else. So would that maybe the dog lives forever, but as soon as it's human dies it just sits on that feeling forever so the dog is alive but it's never happy again so that's interesting to do as a magic cost because that seems like it might be an inevitable implication to start with Mm. and second the person taking this wish does not immediately feel that cost Mm -hmm. they feel that cost only if they put themselves into the future and go this dog companion of mine will be very sad when i eventually die Mm -hmm. yeah Like, they don't get it right away. It's a nice sort of, like, not having to cash the check right away, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting on it going, like, I mean, yeah, no, I'm happy now. When I die, my dog will be really sad forever. I'm going to not think about that. (laughs) Yep, yep, nope, exactly. Uh, Like, as the water is slowly starting to boil, like, this is fine, everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I guess we could just put this on, like, to make it more of an immediate cost could just be... Like your dog is depressed. You have an immortal dog that'll always be with you. It'll always do pets, but it always seems kind of sad. Yeah. Or is that just too much? Is that immediately (laughs) just, no one wants to have a sad immortal dog. (laughs) Quick programming note. Uh, You may have noticed that we were off last week. That was due to a hard drive failure that somehow also lost our holiday episode. So instead, here's just a really good episode and we'll have a bunch of new episodes in the new year. Thanks. Welcome to Break a Wish, the podcast where all your dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic consequences. I'm your host, Maddox Campbell. On each show, we take a magic wish and try to come up with the perfect ironic cost. The idea is that knowing the wish's cost, it'd still be a tough call whether you take that wish or not. 
Previously, we had, you eliminate all current plastic waste from the world, but you can never use plastic again without it suddenly disappearing. Though many pointed out that plastic was necessary for their chosen career, after everything, it split the audience. Final score, 50-50 on Twitter, 50-50 on Facebook. This week's wish comes from Lonely Potato Lover, who said, I wish for a dog that never dies. Which, if you're worried, goes sad. Let me just promise you my guests and I keep it very light. I sit down with Kat Letwin and Gavin Pounds to play fetch. Forever. All right, we got a new wish coming in, but first, let's meet who we're breaking it down with. We've got Gavin Pounds. Hello. And Kat Lewin. Hi. And the wish we're breaking down this time is, I wish I had a dog that never dies, which starts from like a sweet place of like a, an immortal childhood wish mm-hmm. for like an immortal dog. And I feel like we're going to spin this one out of control. Yeah, man. I mean, like I've seen an interview with a vampire, like it. It can't end well. So you're assuming this dog is also a vampire? Or no, is that no, just, no. Okay. I'm just saying like, you know, with these themes of like immortality, never dying, I'm thinking specifically of um, Kirsten Dunst's character who was like turned into a vampire as a child and then has to deal with like living a literal eternity in a child's body, never being yeah. able to grow. What like, movie? Oh, is this a movie or is yeah, this an, an imagine? This is a movie. <laughs> Where Kirsten Dunst uh, This, so this is a movie cow. that appears only in my mind. What is the movie? <laughs> Interview with a Vampire. Ah, uh, okay. Have you not seen it then? I've never even heard of it. Oh, okay. I'll do you one better. It's based on the Anne Rice book. Uh, she wrote uh, a series yeah. of uh, uh, like highly erotically charged, basically gay vampire novels. I mean, it sounds hot. It's a bunch. It's a bunch of moody vampires. Yeah. Okay. I was really into it as a teen. I do feel like there's no there's no movie or TV or media that has a vampire that is immortal and he just and he or she is just like yeah going well. It's always like, I hate this. Like, no no immortal vampires like, yeah, it's been good so far. Honestly, like, past, uh, like, 300 years, total blur. But, you know, just like, I got a house. Um, yeah, sometimes. I got a house. <laughs> you know, real, like, I've been flipping out. Like, real estate market's been great for me. Um, yeah. But I, I can't think of that many actual cases of immortal, like, dogs. Again, like, Fair. a lot of the problems that hit immortal humans are like existential dread, you know, being sad about, you know, all these long memories, all this complicated nuance to your existence. Dogs are like ball. Nice. Awesome. Food. Trees. That's true. Trees, trees, trees. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you're right. That's that's a very, very good point. So um, you'll note even like a 13 year old dog, has, it's it's. It has a dimmer view of the world than that the dog you're talking. Like, it's true. It'll be that like, is like yeah, vision. ball. Yeah. I know, right? It'll be like lying in the corner, be like, yeah, I know. It's yeah, a ball. I catch it. I bring it yeah. back. I get it. And then what? <laughs> they still seem kind of jazzed to do it, but just not not, not the same like wonder. They're you're still right. like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Well, maybe part of that though too is just natural like decay of flesh and and the body. Like the dog is getting older, so it, you know its joints don't work quite as well. Yeah. It's just slower. Um, yeah, and I think if we're going to do a dog that never dies, we have to keep it in perfect health as well. We yeah, otherwise it we, is a this sad is just a, this story. Is, this goes tragic real fast, <laughs> hit by one car, and it's like a limping dog forever now? Mm-hmm. No, no. It's a no. dog that drags its body with one paw <laughs> along the ground <laughs> Nobody for, for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it is clearly a horror story as soon as anything goes wrong. So, no, this is a dog that... 
Yeah, like, like its teeth are totally like <laughs> fucked. Like yeah. it can't eat food properly, but no. it also can't die, so it's always hungry. Uh, no, this is like a Wolverine dog. It heals real fast. <laughs> Whatever you do to it does not even matter. And its skeleton is adamantium. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Just throw that in there. Have you met my dog, Tuck Everlasting? <laughs> <laughs> you try to pick up he's, your dog. He's real heavy. He's I don't know. So sad. <laughs> All right, you know what we should probably do to, to, to get this a little more grounded in our vision? Because I'm just picking up random plutonic dog in my mind. Okay. If fun. you were going to get an immortal dog, mm. what breed of dog would you get? Mm. That's a good question. And you saw I will not go first. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like how you said that's a good, and then he just like uh, stared at no, me. Because yeah. I was thinking. Um, yeah. See, my, I, I guess like the first one I went to was Husky. Uh, I mean, they are like, they're quite a bit to handle. Um, obviously, like this is why they make excellent sled dogs mm-hmm. because they have so much energy. They can go for long distances. They do require constant uh, like uh, stimulation. So like uh, you really have to know what you're doing with a Husky and also like make sure that, you know, uh, when you're training it, that you're the one in charge. Otherwise, it just goes uh, blananers. They're so pretty. So the te- technical term. The technical term yeah. is blananers. <laughs> um, but they're, oh, they're gorgeous dogs. Uh, so I think, yeah, uh, I feel like a husky would get quite a bit out of immortality. Um, although, where do you go once you've run all over the world? Eh, you know, another world. I mean, it's forever. Another this dog world. can go to space. This could be a space doggy. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, like Soviet <laughs> styles, except it survives yeah, the journey. Even if the rocket explodes, just a day later, it comes like pouncing back. Can you imagine? With like, like some scrap in its mouth, like it's a gift for you. <laughs> like if, if Laika was that immortal dog, like it's still in space. It's just in orbit around oh, Earth now right that's now. Oh, horror story again. No, 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 but it's having a great time. It's playing with like all of the junk and the satellites that are also caught in Earth's gravitational pull. I guess, yeah, if you threw one squeaky toy in there with the shuttle that it got sent up and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, Oh, yeah, I think a space husky dog. That's, that's what I'm going for. Uh, I like huskies, too, because, again, like they're the ones that are closest to wolves, right? Like, mm. And wolf is the is just like a cooler dog, yeah. basically. I mean, you put a wolf and a pug together, what do you got? A rom-com, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not. The wolf would eat that dog. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Episode one. All right, I, wolf I, eats dog. Wolf I def- eats pug. I definitely want a dog of about that size, too, like that medium-sized yeah. dog. Maybe a golden retriever would be okay. It would be interesting, though, if you got like like a, a Mastiff or a Great Dane, which uh, those are dogs with much shorter lifespans, and you gave it immortality, because normally they only live until like nine mm. or ten. Yeah, oh. they wouldn't know what to do with themselves. No. <laughs> like, usually I'm dead by now. It's <laughs> like, a, like a Mr. You Beastie situation. Like, <laughs> you think they're counting off the days? Like, no, that's like, right. I soon, definitely should soon. be dead. <laughs> For, I, th- I, I don't know about a, a, a um, I don't know about a breed, but I agree that a medium to large size dog is the best one for, to live forever because I feel like if they're going to live forever, eventually they're going to become very stoic. And I can't imagine a small, like a chihuahua who's super stoic. It just doesn't work for me Ooh. where I'd be like, like, I can't look at a chihuahua and be like, hey, look at that wisdom. You know, it's <laughs> like I would always have to be a larger dog. So if I'm going to attribute that, uh, that wisdom of living uh, experience, that wisdom from having so much experience for me, just a little dog would not, would not work. Oh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to make the argument from what I think that perspective might be, just because I feel like that perspective should be represented. Why someone might want a small dog mm. would be, I feel like if you're taking this wish, it's because you want constant companionship, right? Like you're one of those, you want a needy pet that loves you at all times and you want it with you at all times. And a small dog is one that you could like put in a little handbag carry with you everywhere whereas True. bigger dogs you could hide it under a hat hide it under your hat you could have a very small dog under a very large hat and <laughs> oh, you just the places you will go. You go places together so i could see like that would be a great one also like the smaller the dog the more you're worried it's gonna get itself hurt 
right? Yeah, like true. small dogs are like the ones who are most vulnerable to all the dangers of the world. But yeah, it's suffocate under that hat. <laughs> yeah, it can't. It'll, it'll just get a little sleepy and then it'll wake up. Oh, I'm great. Oh, right. It won't die. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's an immortal dog. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still feeling husky, but mm-hmm. I can see that argument. Being I sure. Made. Fair enough. What are you settling on? If I'll, I'll actually, I'll go the big, what's the biggest dog? Is it a St. Bernard? Uh, oh, that's a good that, question. I think there are bigger, like St. Bernard's are the ones with the, the, Buckets of whiskey and their necks. Right? You know what? Actually, yeah. I take it back. British bulldog. Brit- oh, okay. those disgusting. Oh, oh, they're so milk. beefy. Yeah, the um, ones that have a hard time with them themselves. <laughs> they're actually that's actually one of my that's so favorite cool. dogs Again, because they have mortality to something that doesn't want to be alive. Yeah. Um, eight. They are the uh, oh, they're the mascot for it's one of the um, college football teams in Georgia and in the immortals. The immortals. <laughs> yeah, the, the Georgia immortals <laughs> taking the field. Um, and I I really like that breed of dog because they look like sausages. Like yeah. they're just big old beefy buds. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of have breathing problems. Uh, and for some reason, I find that rather endearing. <laughs> um, and also, they were featured quite prominently in Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Um, and like I just remember at one point, uh, one of the characters like walking a bunch of these English bulldogs. I'm like, I want to be that person one day. <laughs> like I want to be just casually sauntering down the streets in Savannah, Georgia, with like all these heavy breathing dogs on a leash. Yeah, that's what we all want. <laughs> Sorry, I. I think if I had a British bulldog because it's got that breathing problem, I would give it an asthma inhaler because you wouldn't have to worry about the medicine being bad for it because it's immortal. But it might help. I don't. Would it? I mean, because it I don't doesn't know have it would, to do with like the, the actual construction of the dog, like just the way, like it's it's, it's built, not. Yeah. yeah, that like it like uh, there's just there's, there's too much beef. Yeah, but so asthma inhalers are basically just like steroids for your lungs, though, right? Like they're low dose steroids. Oh. So if you give that it more strength to its lungs, it might be able to breathe a little bit easier. Oh man, it won't I, fix the problem, but it might help it power through. I mm. used to, I used to have asthma inhalers as a kid. I didn't realize I, I was doping. The, yeah, no, you've been doping. I Jesus think there's different Christ. types. Like there's the short term ones and the long term ones. So, like one of them is steroids. Do Can't. not try to go try out for Major League Baseball. Okay, well, I guess my afternoon's free now. <laughs> no asthmatics in baseball. Yeah, no, not allowed. So yeah, for me, British Bulldog, because it's probably the funniest thing oh, to okay. ever live forever, it would be a British Bulldog. Okay, yeah, okay. You would also learn to skateboard, like those ones on, oh, on, the, on online. Have you seen those ones online? Oh, yeah, on internet. Yeah, on internet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what what is the the new tricks you would teach an old dog, <laughs> <laughs> an immortally oh, old dog? Yeah. You well, teach the thing it is, you have forever. You so have I guess said. I'm not I'm not immortal. No. no. So I'd have to. The first thing I'd have to teach it is how to teach itself new tricks, so that when I'm dead, <laughs> it'll still. Dog? Yeah. It's like okay, okay, like you just sit down with the dog. It's like we're gonna learn about epistemology <laughs> today, and it's like. Yeah. <laughs> Heel flip. And it does like a cool skateboard trick. But yeah, what are the new tricks? I don't know. I would love to see it grind. I would just, love to just, see one of those British skateboard stuff. Grind. Yeah. Like, are we just now training this immortal dog to be Tony Hawk? Essentially, like, yeah, we're yeah. just going full oh, Tony did Hawk. Did you mean tricks in general? I thought you meant only oh, like skateboard dog tricks, tricks, I guess. But no, good skateboard <laughs> tricks are what yeah, you should like do first. Probably like a flip to a manual. Yeah, okay. Like nice, 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 nice. Uh, or any other edge cases of your immortal dog you want to bring up before we move into the costs? Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Gavin, you got anything? No, I, uh, 
I was just having fun imagining uh, just having like with infinite amount of time. It means you can teach the dog infinite amount of of things. But again, the problem is we don't have an infinite amount of time. We only have a typical human's lifespan. And of course, we have to sleep. We have to eat. We have to work. Well, speak for yourself. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I forgot that you are more machine now. (laughs) I don't don't eat work work or sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Most importantly, I don't eat work. Um, What? Uh... I would, you know, like there are also on internet videos where it's like that dog is driving a car, and you know it's not. But what if it? <laughs> yeah, like a, they a could get dog, there. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's enough, relatively simple as far as machinery is concerned. As long as you could uh, devise something where its sweet, tiny, tiny little feet could reach those pedals. Yeah, you'd have to modify the pedals, I think. But and, then. Yeah, and you know, even though we only have a normal human's lifespan, like how long could it take to modify pedals in a steering wheel to make sure the dog can operate it? Like what, five years? Yeah, yeah. the problem might be temperament. Because like, if you see a cat run across the road in front of you, you slow down, you don't hit the cat. A dog see a cat run in front of it on a car, it's hitting that pedal as hard as it can and oh, it's going after it. I did it. not think this through at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I would still go forward with it. Like I would not, like I'm not actually uh, seeing any of the consequences. To, to, no, all, all I care is like, you know, can we do it so we shall? I mean, the dog's not going to get hurt in a car crash. That dog's mortal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cat. Who cares about cats? <laughs> that, oh, that's right. I keep forgetting how much you hate cats. I'm, not, I'm anti-cat. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. I'm going to bring up just this, this sort of weird tangent just for the gamers among us. Mm-hmm. The thing that this reminded me of when we first start, started talking about it was uh, the Fallout series where you have a dog in like the third one, right. your dog could die. And it was frustrating because every time you throw a grenade at a baddie, it thinks you're playing fetch. And it was really frustrating because you didn't want to kill your dog. Oh, that's brilliant. But in the fourth game, they made your all your companions immortal, including your dog. And it really changed my strategy in a kind of dark way <laughs> very quickly. You go from like, I must protect my dog to send in the dog first. They can't get him. <laughs> when they're distracted, then I'll swoop in after. Oh, you know what? You raise an excellent point. This immortal dog could be turned into a super weapon for oh, yes. whatever country oh, yeah. happens to have it. Yeah. This could really turn the tides in all sorts of world wars. Just yes. imagine. Country, not my personal army. <laughs> Maddox, is there something you want to tell us? Huskies make good attack dogs, right? <laughs> uh, not as good as a skateboarding British bulldog <laughs> who's got a grenade it's lodged a, in its mouth. And it's, it's a good distraction, yeah. Skateboarding to the enemy lines just with a grenade in its mouth, just smiling. Well, yeah, because everyone would rush over to be like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, Passchendaele would have been so different. <laughs> no, the skateboard would have got stuck in the mud. <laughs> All right, so let's move over then into costs. We all want our mortal dog. Uh, what would be a fair cost for having to, to get this n- dog that never dies? Cat, see if you can start us off. Uh, well, uh, my immediate reaction to this wish and the cost that it could have is like my first thought was like, oh, great. Oh, okay. So now we're putting the emotional burden of grief, separation, and loss on the dog. Because this can be a very selfish wish. I mean, for anyone who's had a pet and loved them and were loved in turn and then lost them, it is. It's it it's it's grief. It's awful. It's it's hard. And the idea of having an animal that's immortal means that we get to um, you know, like sidestep that kind of grief. But that dog that lives forever knows that you're dead or or at least uh, finally understands that you're not coming back. 
also on internet having watched videos of you know like dogs that get so excited for you know like soldiers that mm-hmm. return home or there was um a dog in japan i think it was i want to say it was a shiba inu dog but that's only because it was taking place in japan right. and i mean this is my personal narrative um where i it would always wait for its owner at this one train station and then one day the owner didn't come back because he had died and the dog would come back at the same time every day Ugh. until the dog died oh, it's like futurama yeah oh it really is that is that a thing yeah there was one that when fry gets like cryogenic to thousand years into his future his dog sits at the pizza shop he used to work at waiting for him oh god oh and yeah. they, they do one of those like time montages where the world changes around him but the dog stays there until it gets too old and pet dies it's oh. a very sad ending to an episode Super sad but it sounds show. less sad than this because this is real life because this <laughs> is real life well at the train station there is a statue of that dog um oh. which, which is well, that's, that's sweet so it is there forever yeah, in its own way. Um, so I just feel like, uh, yeah, I, especially because uh, a, a dog doesn't necessarily, I, I, we were talking earlier about how humans, you know, when we talk about like immortal stories for us, we have this like, kind of existential dread and, oh, the horrible things that we have to go through. Oh, dear. Um, a dog still is going through that, but it also doesn't have the intellectual capacity to, to analyze it or to maybe turn it into something else. So would that maybe the dog lives forever, but as soon as it's human dies it just sits in that feeling forever so the dog is alive but it's never happy again so that's interesting to do as a magic cost because that seems like it might be an inevitable implication to start with Mm. and second the person taking this wish does not immediately feel that cost Mm -hmm. they feel that cost only if they put themselves into the future and go this dog companion of mine will be very sad when i eventually die (laughs) Like, they don't get it right away. It's a nice sort of, like, not having to cash the check right away, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting on it going, like, I mean, yeah, no, I'm happy now. When I die, my dog will be really sad forever. I'm going to not think about that. Yep, yep, <laughs> nope, exactly. Uh, like, as the water is slowly starting to boil, like, this is fine, everything's fine. But yeah. It's, yeah. Because, I mean, I guess we could just put this on, like, to make it more of an immediate cost could just be... Like your dog is depressed. You have an immortal dog that'll always be with you. It'll always do pets, but it always seems kind of sad. Yeah. Or is that just too much? Is that immediately just, no one wants to have a sad immortal dog. (laughs) I don't know, man. I've seen some pretty sad dogs in my time, but granted, I always knew the sweet release of death was coming for them. So, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Um, Yeah. Let's let's just go with that for now. If I think of uh, something different, maybe like a mitigating factor on that, perhaps I shall chime in. But yeah, let's say... Uh, the immediate cost is like your dog will just always be kind of sad. Yeah, it's, a, it's a sad just dog. Yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. All right, Gavin, how about yourself? Oh, uh, I'm worried. Mine's a little too similar, but I, I think it's a little different. Uh, so like, yeah, you you have a dog that is immortal, but after like 40 years, it just like starts to learn and become sentient and <laughs> self aware and and is a, a, approaching the intelligence of like a a 10 year old human. It is. It's. It's. It's aware that it's immortal, and it's. Uh, it becomes smart enough to have to, to that you feel bad taking advantage of it after about forty years. Hmm. Uh, That's still a really long time. Long time, but st- I was thinking about the time, and it's like it's long enough where you'll probably still be around, uh, but not long enough where. Uh, yeah, no, we'll go with the first part. It's long enough that uh, you'll still be. It won't be. It's not long enough that you won't still be around. Okay, so your implication is that it gets. 
smarter though basically pretty much yeah but like how smart the point is like how smart do you like do you want it if you're going to use this immortal dog to do your bidding or if you're going to use it in any sense or or uh, what's the word extort its ability to be immortal after a while it's going it's going to become less and less easy to do so because it's going to be aware of what you're doing the more and more you do it I think people want companionship out of pets, though, right? But immortal, like forever. I, I guess don't know maybe if I want it's the same like pet forever. I guess it could end up getting well, to the point of kids. like <laughs> when it gets to the age of like a teen, it'll probably go like, "I don't need you. You're not my real dad," and, <laughs> and just leave you or like run away a oh, lot. Man, that's a way better one. That's a way better cost. Is that is that is that as the dog ages, it goes through all the phases of a person. Yeah. So like I, at, well. <laughs> My th- thought of it was, okay, you have uh, an immortal dog. You get it as like, you know, it, it arrives the t- at about the age you buy a dog at. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead of eight, like it lives forever, but it ages in intelligence like a human. So like. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. By the time you've had this dog for seven years, it's about as smart as a human toddler or something like that. And like when you've had it for the teenage years, it's still a dog. Like it can't speak. Right. But it has like the emotional intelligence of like a teenager. Oh, and, and it can't like, even express mm. that to you, really. I mean, it can, but ugh. you just walk in. It's like smoking a cigarette. It's smoking yeah. a cigarette. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's just What's always pawing <laughs> at the controller, trying to play Fortnite. Like it's just <laughs> doing all the things of a modern child <laughs> as it ages. Stop trying to dab. <laughs> <laughs> a dog dabbing? How? Oh, I don't think they bend the right way. Yeah, well, yeah, and the vet bills uh, will tell you. They <laughs> oh, don't. heal up. It's immortal. <laughs> yeah. It'll evolve. It'll evolve to eventually be able to dab. Yeah. Ooh, that could also, now that I'm thinking about it, that's another cause, is that um, the dog is immortal. And we were talking a bit about this before, the idea of the dog with just like one paw dragging itself down the street. It does live forever, but it doesn't necessarily like heal from all its injuries. I don't know. I think we already established this dog is a wolverine. I'm recalling that yeah. right now, but because otherwise it's... I, th- I think it's too but... sad. I think we said all physical injuries. Yeah, we did. So we can still have this be an emotionally damaged oh, no. dog. <laughs> Just carrying so much baggage, baggage. with him on that skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> Never gave up the skateboard. No, no, no. <laughs> just, yeah, just I am imagining specifically this English bulldog on a skateboard, and it's just like everything is sepia tone. No, it's black and white because I see him black and white. Uh, There's a French piano music playing oh, underneath. Yeah, yeah. A gentle tinkling of that, and just this sort of ah, me. Qu'est-ce que la vie? Because <laughs> it's just cruising down the street. Also wow. fun to imagine the the British bulldog, like like in like the image we were talking about earlier, just like a dog almost lying flat on the ground and just pulling itself with one <sighs> paw along the street. But now it's not damaged like physically; it's just emotional <laughs> baggage. Yeah. But it's this still the all. same thing. It's and he's on a skateboard. <laughs> but he's, he's lying on the skateboard <laughs> and just pushing himself with the one paw. Uh. Side implication I just came up with: so we've got an immortal dog that can't be injured, which also means it can't be neutered. Yeah, so it's got a lot of kids. This dog is getting around town. <laughs> got to keep that dog inside, or it's going. It's going to get done. Oh yeah. Look, if I've got an immortal dog, I'm not going to like cut off its dick. <laughs> that's not what neutering. Is that not what neutering <laughs> no. is? I thought that's what neutering was. You cut off. What do you cut off? Do you cut off the anything? Testicles. testicles. Well, that's I'm basically sorry. like for yeah. as far as the dog is concerned, <laughs> that's the same thing. Look, I have never neutered a dog myself. <laughs> You I'm try sure it, that's man. clear. You gotta try it at least once. All right. Well, then I would never cut off its testicles. If and it's you can, live you can get yeah. prosthetic testicles for your dog. You can after you neuter them. Oh, so they don't feel left so, out when so they, they don't, go. Yeah, they don't feel the other dogs. like less of a man. Yeah, it's clearly for the dog. Yeah, it's for the dog. 
yeah, you don't want to be the only you don't want to be the only dog without testicles at the dog orgy. I mean, like, come on. Everyone's gonna make fun of you. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with my cause now. I've gone in a, a bit of a different direction than okay. both of you. Uh, I'm gonna say your dog is immortal, but it has a ravenous hunger. Okay, like all like the time. Like a Wendigo. Like I'm gonna say four times the hunger of the breed to start with, but like if you don't feed it, then it starts looking for alternate food sources, such like, as yourself. Perhaps if oh, you're wow. what's available, mm. or any young children who cannot fight a dog. Oh, you just okay. always have to make sure this dog is fed, like have food on hand, Oof. because if it is not, it will start eating other pets plants furniture that's tough like it'll start eating things like you just it is now a chore to make sure that this immortal dog stays fed it's almost like a vampire dog <laughs> okay yeah okay. sure okay okay like it's it's Interview a fine a normal dog, dog as long as it's fed it's only if it becomes unfed that it suddenly gets hungry real fast so economically speaking this dog is going to be a real hit to the old wallet yes yeah. yes it will like saying. it's four times the price of a normal dog and normally like there's so many dogs even if they're tiny like somehow that like in one sitting can eat like the biggest bag of dog food <laughs> like if you leave that out the dog is going to eat all of it like it might get wildly sick but it will right Right. Go to town. <laughs> yeah, this one will, it would probably do that and get sick, and then if not given more food, eat that vomit because it's still a dog. That's but true. Yeah. Eventually, I don't know. I feel like that's so much upkeep to like. I yeah. feel like one day I'd be like, oh, I I got stuck at work, and now he ate a kid. Like yep. my my dog <laughs> ate a kid because I got stuck. Like I need to feed him every three hours. Or also, he lives forever, so I'm at like eighty, and I'm like. Make sure. Who do I give this yeah. cursed dog yeah. to? <laughs> Make sure you feed him or he'll eat your friends. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to like really stress it, right? When you're giving up your dog, when you're in your 80s, <laughs> yeah. you know it's your final years. You're like, I need to stress this. Yeah. You need to feed this dog. And the person's it's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah get, of course no, I'll feed the dog. No, you don't understand. <laughs> They're just like, okay, yeah, 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 it's creepy cramp. plot point in the Stephen King novel. Like, <laughs> Look, yeah, feed the dog. Yeah, I got it. I've, I had, a dog I've had a dog before. <laughs> You've not had a dog like this. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> uh, counterpoint. <laughs> Could be a good thing. If, like, imagine, you know, just, like, a shitty family. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, they can take care of the dog. <laughs> Forever. No problem. <laughs> It wouldn't take forever to get rid of that family. It's true. If they don't know what they're getting into. Yeah. I wonder if you could also deploy it against invasive species. Absolutely. Because like if you get a dog collar Like a mongoose snake situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you've got a collar on it so you can track it. You got GPS. So when you're ready to bring it back in, you can. But like your dog's immortal. Like if you teach it to hunt wild boar, I don't know if it'll win on the first couple. Eventually it'll learn boar are a problem. In the oh, US, yeah. especially. Well, Are 30 they? to 50 wild hogs. So. You can't take them out. You, a couple <laughs> minutes, they'll take out all your kids. Like, that was in a ridiculous tweet, but it's a real scenario. And yeah, and that's right. Uh, boars, hogs, uh, they all eat human flesh. They do. If they, like, they love it. But can dog eat boar flesh? Eventually. Yeah, I think we could train our dog to fight. I mean, fight if it can ride a skateboard, it yeah. can eat a boar. I mean, it's coming in that. on a skateboard, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. It's the only thing that brings it joy now. <laughs> That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> 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 See, I don't think this is a cost. This is great. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's great at first. Again, if if yeah. if society breaks down, if if the inevitable fall of society when happens, the inevitable, when the inevitable fall handy. of society yeah. happens, well, then this dog that we can keep friendly given a couple bags of Imes or whatever the dog mm-hmm. food brand name is 
that decides to pay for this episode uh <laughs> you know keep them we can keep it keep it satiated it'll be a nice companion for us but the moment we don't then this becomes the scariest thing out in the a wasteland hellhound. <laughs> a hellhound of the wasteland it cannot be killed <laughs> He hunts for human flesh. That's too much. Uh, for me, that's too much of a cost. I couldn't do it because I'm I'm not someone who's good with organization or responsibility. And like, yeah. I will forget to feed it like a hundred percent, especially if I feed it four or five times a day. Like, OK, it, what if it was just the normal hunger? Unless like as long as you fed it, it like it didn't eat extra more than a normal dog. Right. It, it just if you went unfed. Still no. No? I'm, t- I'm too i'm too worried about my own ability to govern a dog's <laughs> belly that i feel like one day i'd be like oh i forgot to feed him this morning and then it's just like oh he killed your daughter so <laughs> you come home to your Great. street and yeah. you're just like there's a lot of things on fire <laughs> for me not not i forgot to feed the dog yeah somehow it like chewed through a gas line <laughs> yeah. and you come home, you come home, there's like all these just, oh, just an awful sight, like dead bodies on the on the street, and then you just hear, and you see him skateboarding in, and he, he doesn't have any feet on the ground, all four feet are on the skateboard, he just looks at you as he rolls past. Uh, that, that's it. You know what? Also, the skateboard is becoming a huge part of this for me. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, you know what, I'll I think for all of us. a skateboard for you, if you're walking, that's... That's a freebie. I'll give you that on the side. Yeah, a nice. skateboard with nice. your wish, if you yeah, take it. Yeah. The genie's like, sure. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> okay. I mean, I feel like uh, uh, the love of skateboarding dogs has always been a part of the human condition. Mm-hmm. Um, so this makes sense. Ever since me. the Mayans. Mm. Every, at yeah. least. They, they at definitely least. kicked it off, for sure. First thing they invented was their calendar. Yeah. yeah. Second thing, uh, skateboarding for what, the dogs. What do, you the dogs. Think was on the, what do you think was on the picture for the first calendar? Skateboarding dogs. Day one, invented dog skateboard first day of the calendar and eventually we'll get to chocolate <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right so we've got our three there let's see if we can uh refresh ourselves on the three uh, i'm gonna see if i can do them from memory and i always challenge here myself cat had your dog lives forever uh but is depressed yep. it, it's, it's it understands sad, understands just a sad pup it understands life and is depressed full of ennui uh, let's go french oh <laughs> Uh, Gavin had your dog lives forever, uh, but he. Here, let's simplify it because I liked yours. It was let's just make it. He has the, he goes through the stages of a, of a normal human yeah. as he hits those years. Matures they, emotionally at a human rate. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's what the way we'll put that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mine was you have a dog that is fine as long as you feed him, but if you don't, its hunger becomes ravenous. <laughs> Like even, will, even Cerberus needed three heads in order to be scary. This dog only has one mouth, and it is enough. It makes me almost want to pick the smaller dog for the fun, <laughs> for the fun of it. So, of the three we've just uh, discussed, which one do we think is closest dog? to balanced? Which one are you most fighting against yourself with? Ooh. I mean, for me, it's all dependent on what you're going to use this immortal dog for. Like, if you're going to use it for companionship, it's different than if you're going to use it to take over the world. You know what I mean? Mm. So I guess that would be, for me, the first question I have to ask myself. I mean, you can have both. Look at Ava and Juan Perón. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> could you... Rem- I know it, but could you remind me of that reference? Oh, uh, I was, a for sure, just referencing Evita the musical. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. But they're actually, like, uh, political leaders in uh, Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a great government, though. Anyway... <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. Dogs on skateboards. Ennui. Dogs on skateboards. <laughs> ennui. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. T- what would you use the dog for? Like, you could just go from your personal experience. I guess I would use it as companionship. I just feel like immortal. Like, 
I guess this goes to, to your point, Cad, which is like, eventually I'm going to have to break up with this dog. Yeah. Like, either with, via death or via like, hey, we're we're in different parts of our lives. You're all, <laughs> you're all about skateboarding. I'm about my career. You know? So in other words, we're both about our careers. And uh, and yeah, like I'm like at that point, that's going to be difficult if it's already super depressed. Yeah. And difficult in my in mine as well, which is. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, in yours, it could almost be a, a more natural parting. Right? Yeah, because I mean, they have all... the emotional intelligence of a 40-year-old. And <laughs> yeah. I could be like, listen, Rufus, I got to go. Like, this is too much. And he'll, and he'll, he'll just like, he'll like skateboard around and be like, and kind of nod. Yeah, like knowingly. Yeah. You know, like it'll, it'll be tough, but eventually Rufus will be fine. Because he'll understand. He'll have yeah. to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think I would, I think I would be on board with that one. I think, I think that one's not a much of a cost to me. Right. Yeah, I, I want my... I'm not a huge pet person to start with. Like, mm-hmm. if, so the idea that it would like grow with me and become more human-like would actually be a, a perk for me. It's like, yeah, I'm tired of you being a puppy that's, you know, peeing on my bed or right. whatever puppy-ish thing you're doing. I'm no, happy. No, he's peeing in the toilet. <laughs> no, he's peeing in the toilet. He's grown. And I, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I feel like I'm at a point now that we can discuss things together. Even if we can't speak, we can be like, are we at an understanding here, dog? Yes. Yeah. Good. Like you can both like uh, in the morning, like over breakfast, read the newspaper. Not that the dog can actually read the newspaper, but it's just like, yeah, this seems this seems like an adult thing, thing to, to do. do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it just sits there with like the like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I put on a dog news program. They've got to be out there. There's got to someone must have a, a dog news channel somewhere on the internet. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think if, I if think there isn't. I'm gonna do that after this. <laughs> I think you're right. I think mine of all of them is the the easiest to accept. Yeah. Yeah, I would for sure be on board with that. Um, so I think that's not the end of our episode then, because I think yeah, we're all on board, right? Yeah, we're yeah. all on board. Yeah. All right. Let's okay, let's do mine. Yeah, okay. let's give it a shot. So I you, could. I I couldn't do it. Have you ever looked in a sad dog's eyes? I don't want to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah same. Yikes. I mean, Jesus. There's a reason why those you know like Sarah McLaughlin commercials. <laughs> work so well they have all these shots of these clearly just emotionally destroyed animals and especially because in my i was gonna say perk this is not a perk in my um uh condition of the wish the dog doesn't have uh growth or necessarily like human-like understanding it's just always very sad and can't fix it and there's nothing you can do for it, and it's gonna be this way forever. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. burden. So I, for like, I, no, I couldn't, I couldn't do that, yeah, especially I, if I knew I was somehow responsible for the immortality and thus the continued depression. Right. Like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I don't see the point of a depressed dog as a pet. Could be fun, you know. <laughs> Gavin, are you, are you going <laughs> the other you side? Ever seen a sad yeah, dog on a skateboard? I was just gonna say that. <laughs> on a skateboard. Yeah. Okay. Just so sad, no. but going so quickly. <laughs> I still learned all the tricks. He just does them just doesn't enjoy it. That's yeah, actually, yeah. that's going to be my new Twitter bio. Like, so sad, but going so quickly. <laughs> and, I, and, and I do have the image now that the dog only barks to the tune of Angel by Sarah McLaughlin. Just, <laughs> oh, especially if it's a husky because it can howl. Oh, so it can sad. howl. And you will feel the depth of... but no no one wants that in the world we'd want to see it once we don't want to see it forever no yeah just yeah it would always it would always be there just begging for that sweet release but it never happened let's see if we can split the table then on the ravenous hunger 
So again, norm, okay. we, 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 we nerfed it down to it's the normal hunger of a dog, mm-hmm. but if it goes unfed, it will eat anything to be satiated. Uh, yeah, let's start with Gavin. Would you take this one? I couldn't. You I see, could, like you're I'm a just, no. You I'm just too, don't believe I'm in your too, own And abilities. it's because of me. It has nothing to do with the dog. It's because if I know who I am as a person, and I don't want to have that much responsibility over a killing machine, it's like saying, it's like saying, like, hey, you have a, you, like, let me give you this gun at home that <laughs> if you don't clean it five times a day, it'll go off. It just goes off like, you're like, no, I'd rather just live with my normal life and not have that horrifying worry at home. Uh, yeah, so I don't think I'd be quite be able to do it. Although it would be handy in a post-apocalypse situation or in any situation where you're up against a foe really yeah i mean you just like sick it on yeah people. any foe based yeah any yeah any foe based situation it's a good dog you'd want to train this dog as best you could yeah. to start with oh yeah that would be a mitigating you could factor train it to feed well. itself yeah mm-hmm. i mean you got if you got enough time yeah get, yeah there you want to take some time off for the first couple of weeks while you're training it of course to make sure it learns but well, yeah and obviously before that it has to learn to skateboard but after uh, yeah, yeah after that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you could take it to um, any kind of, like, I don't know, like, the attack man could just be, like, call, like, call the herd. Uh, and it just goes, oh, just, oh, to oh. town. Um, I would take it. Yeah. Yeah. I for sure would take this murder dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, my only problem is that, like, uh, be, you know, because because of the industry when mm. I work in, like, my schedule can be kind of all over the place. Um and of course, dogs enjoy having structure and specific yeah. feeding times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would just have to make sure that, A, um, I'd always have like either a reliable pet sitter, like if I'm off shooting something for the day right. or if I have to be out of the country. Well, no, I, could I take the dog with me out of the country? Yeah. They're, they're dogs can travel. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, that would be an interesting process. Like, it's cool. Now he's the just, problem. He's a murder dog. Yeah, the only <laughs> the only risk to traveling with the dog is like at home. You can assume that like if you call your dog, it'll come home. Mm-hmm. If you go into a strange city, the city. The dog doesn't know the city yeah. and it gets lost. Yeah. And you're just trying to plead with the authorities. No, I need to find my dog. And they're like, ugh. Well, Cana- Canadian woman's so precious about her dog. And you're like, I, you don't understand. <laughs> this isn't about me. This so, isn't about my dog. Once again, we're all that like old guy from the Steve. No, you, you must listen to me. But also, um, uh, plus point, if they don't listen to me, just follow the screams. <laughs> find your dog really so, yeah. easy yeah i would i would uh take it or also uh my other point too uh was that either have a totally reliable pet sitter or get people i don't like to take care of the dog and not tell them about it mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just the most plausible murder mm-hmm. like yeah it's perfect crime perfect crime oh here's my dog you can't blame me for my dog and they can't put your dog down so <laughs> and also would they want to the police like watch him skateboard around and just like well there's no way yeah. this, there's no way this dog could ever commit such heinous crimes yeah. so I yes I would take it okay mm, nice I I mean I'm I basically I'm just not a big pet person to start with but like if if I were to get a pet at all yeah I'm okay with a ravenous dog mm-hmm. if it's immortal because I like I like the added responsibility of not being able to accidentally murder it is I've definitely worth just that's not the that's not the hard part of owning a pet for me. Like feeding it, sure. I can. I'm a scheduled person. I can do a schedule. Worried I'm going to do something wrong to hurt it by accident is a way bigger anxiety Ooh. for me. So canceling that out with, oh yeah, I just have to feed it. Great, I can do feeding. Ugh. I can. I can figure <laughs> but if, that. But if you out. miss it, somebody a, a person dies. Yeah, not me. <laughs> <laughs> and probably not. 
probably I'll, I'll probably remember. Oh, okay, sure. I feel like I'll remember. I'll be fine. <laughs> well, we'll see. Because okay. guess what, Maddox? This dog is real. <laughs> or you know what? If I think I'm going to be away, I'll I'll put the money in for like a doggy daycare. Right. And then if they don't feed my dog. Well, they weren't a very good doggy daycare, now were they? That's, you know what? Good point, because sometimes a bad Yelp review just isn't enough. They yeah. need to pay with blood. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a no, because I don't really want a pet at all, but I would be a yes if I wanted a pet at all. But we've got the table split anyway. So are so. you a solid maybe? Is that I'm a solid maybe, wow. which normally we don't allow, but like I'm just saying. I'm, I'm technically a no. You are the shade of gray in this black and white world. <laughs> I'm technically a no, but I'm almost a yes. I'm real close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gavin is a no. Cat mm-hmm. no. is a yes. Absolutely. So the wish is you get a dog that can never die. But if you don't feed it and it gets hungry, it will eat anything available. Some of us took this wish. But what about you, audience? Would you take this wish? And are there any other wishes you'd like to hear us break down? Well, that's what we came up with, but we want to hear from you. Your wishes, your thoughts, whether you take this wish or not. You can find us on Twitter at BreakAWishPod, email BreakAWishPod at gmail.com, join the BreakAWish discussion group on Facebook, and you can support the show by writing a review, telling a friend, or buying a t-shirt on TeePublic. All this information at BreakAWish.ca. For more Cat Letwin, you can find her on Twitter and Instagram at LetwinKA. She hosts Sing for Your Supper every month at the Tarragon Theatre, and performs with her sketch troupe, 1623. For more Gavin Pounds, he's at GavinLBS on Twitter, Randall Walsh Enterprise on Instagram, and he can see doing improv with his group at the Kids Table, the fourth Saturday of every month at Bad Dog Theater with their show, Greatest Hits. This is a Kicks and Giggles Entertainment production, hosted by Maddox Campbell, themed by Matthew Reed, cover art by Justin Langford, and a proud member of the Sonar Podcast Network. More podcasts at thesonarnetwork.com. Before I go... I just want to wish everyone a happy holidays. I'm taking some time off to visit family, but I'll be back in 2020 with new episodes and some big plans. I want to thank you for your support. And hey, when a socially awkward cousin or uncle tries to make conversation by asking what podcast you're listening to, I hope you mention us. Best wishes in the new year. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Once upon a time, there were dragons, fairies, wishes, and farmers. These aren't your happy endings for your overachievers, or your precious babes with bright futures. This is Fairy Tales for Unwanted Children, an excellent, unsettling podcast, says Tampa Dad 66. As calming as it is eerie, Becca James of avclub.com. Wow, that was pretty good. You about 15 minutes from now. Fairy tales for unwanted children. Unwantedchildren.ca